1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the international break gets fully underway. Scotland are in Georgia ready to play their penultimate qualifier with qualification already secured though. On the club front we have another managerial vacancy in the Premiership as Malky Mackay is sacked by Ross County and Lennon Miller signs a new contract at Motherwell. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight you have Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller. International breaks can sometimes be quiet and dull and this one might be but for the bizarre reason Kenny Miller they were already there and there's not that much riding in these last two qualifiers I'm sure that's not the message from Stevie Clark though No it won't be he'll be he'll be wanting to finish the group strong there's still a slight hope of, of topping the group but I think it's really important that they get back to winning ways after the three losses in the, in, against the superpowers that they've played over the last month or so so he'll be wanting to get back to winning ways but again it's your you're going into it with a luxury of qualified. You know, they're going to have the opportunity, if they want, Steve and, and, he, and his coaches, to have a look at certain players, m- maybe even different formations, to see if there's a, if there's anything to maybe move the thing forward. But it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see team selections and, uh, and formations over the next couple of games. And of course, Cammy, for some teams, it's a good time for a break. Other times, it's a bad time for the break. And they all know that when they come back, it's a... A heck of a schedule between now and the end of the year. Yeah, it is. And as you say, there'll be teams that wanted to continue playing in good form and wanted to continue that run that they were on. But other teams will be glad for the break and allows a lot of training to go on, especially for new managers that have came into to clubs. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. And as you say, the schedule's very, very hectic in December. And what it can be is a bad time for... Football managers are not getting results. We always tend to get a trigger pulled somewhere uh, when the international break comes around, and this time it's Malky Mackay's turn. It sure is. I mean, again, I'm sure managers these days will be dreading these international breaks come up because it's just cliche that it gives you two weeks to prepare. It gets get the new man in if they can get them in in time uh, in a timely fashion to give them that two weeks to work with the squad and assess everybody that's in the building and then get prepared for that next game. That all important game because normally it'll be off the back of not good results. So it's uh, again, it's not never nice to see managers go, particularly managers that you've worked with and things. But uh, clearly, Ross County and Roy McGregor feel it was time for a change. 01419511025 What is on your mind tonight? There is always a bit of a blank canvas You can decide what you want to discuss But usually it's predictable, isn't it? You can see the big talking points From a weekend or heading into European games Or looking back on European competition We're in a bit of a midpoint in the week Maybe you want to look ahead to Scotland Maybe, you are ta- maybe you're taking stock of your own team's position During this international break You decide 1419511 one o two five. If we are talking Scotland, why not pick your team tomorrow? Because by the time we come on air tomorrow, the game will have started. So this will be your last chance. What would your team be tomorrow? If Stevie Clark was looking to you for inspiration, for advice, who would you pick? Would you go exact same as normal, try and fine-tune that stuff? Or would you try, as John Carver alluded to earlier in the week, would you try something different? Maybe see how a back four works, because if Kieran Tierney's not there... Can you try and replicate it anyway? We know Andy Robertson's not there this time. Would you be trying something different? Who would you play in goals, actually? 
We've got a goalkeeper in the studio. Cammy Bell is here. He can cast his eye over it because this time Liam Kelly or Xander Clark they got a half each against France. It's going to have to be one of them in competitive action. Which one of them would you pick? Who's the best fit for it tomorrow? Let us know. 01419511025. Um, did anyone get tickets in the ballot for Euro 2024, by the way? That might be uh, something you can get in touch because I noticed lots of you in social media talking about trying to get them, some successful, many not successful. I would just quite like to hear. I'm jealous. So I'd like to hear from someone who did manage to get Euro 2024 tickets uh, in that ballot a couple of days ago. Let us know. 01419511025. I know we are predominantly Glasgow in the West, but maybe, maybe, just maybe, we've got a silent band of Ross County fans out there who want to have their say on the managerial sacking. Is it the right call? Is it the wrong call? Who should come next? All those usual managerial questions. Get them in right now. 01419511025. You can tweet us as well, at Clyde SSB. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks because I... We've got the Scotland stuff And it, look it's still Of course it's big There's a lot to play for You wonder if any other clubs Will get twitchy Take inspiration uh, From Ross County Is this going to be the only one During this break? Uh, for me I think it will be the only one I think what's also happened Is Ross County Will be looking across At St Johnston What's happened there They've changed their manager recently They've got a reaction from it um, They've brought a bit of experience in uh, Craig Levine coming in there So Yeah listen It, it makes Owners of football clubs take notice when their team is struggling if other people are pressing the button for the gun to go and um, Roy McGregor's obviously felt as if this is the right time, this is the opportunity but it'll be interesting to see if they've got anyone in the frame for it if they've already earmarked somebody mm. um, out with the club to to bring them in We'll, we'll get stuck into the, the nitty gritty of that I'm, I'm sure we can do it There must be a Ross County fan out there in Glasgow in the West who wants to have their say, just very generally, Kenny, I don't know, are you surprised at that? What did you make of that news when you heard it? Yeah, I think Cammy makes a good point. The fact that St Johnston looked not out of it because they were only that kind of five, six points away, but the fact that they've, they didn't look like they, like they could buy a win at one point and the fact that they've went and won the first game after Stephen McLean leaving and Craig Levine coming in and, uh, and, and getting a couple of results as well. So, and again, they're off the bottom of the league. They're out with the playoff spot at this moment in time. So, it's... Uh, I'm surprised a little bit because what they've got is it's they've got a very strong man at the, at the helm there in, in Malcolm, or they had a very strong man at the helm in Malcolm McKay. Very, very experienced, of course, a lot of levels. So surprised in that in that respect because I'm sure if, if there was anybody that could have got them out, he could have done it. You know, he's, he's, he's produced some good results, a top six finish over the last couple of seasons and obviously survived very, very late on last season. But... He's, uh, I think his experience would have, he would have believed he could have got them out and had enough in the building to get them out. But listen, the, this thing's happened. Maybe they're looking at, you know what, I think he's out of contract in the summer as well. Yeah. It's his last year. Maybe they think, you know what, now maybe it's the time for some fresh blood. I think what they have got, Gordon, is a very good squad. They've got a number of good players up there, especially top end of the pitch. You've got guys that have done it in this league, Jordan White, Brophy, um, Simon Murray. They'll score you goals. They just need to tighten up at the back and keep themselves in games. But... I think whoever goes in there has got a squad they can definitely work with and get themselves up the league. 01419511025. That can be the mission between now and eight o'clock. Let's find a Ross County fan or fans in and around Glasgow and the West. Give us a call. But let's start with Stephen, who's a bit closer to home along the road in Canvas Lang. How's it going, Stephen? I'm all right. Um, I'm buzzing, actually. I'm on my way to Gartcairn via Arthur. I just heard you mentioning the ticket said I managed to get four in the ballot. 
Unbelievable. That was exactly the, the point of it. I thought, let's see, did anybody get lucky? You've taken the bait and given us a call. Do you know what games you're going to yet? There'll be one in Dortmund, one in Stuttgart, one in Frankfurt, and one in Cologne. So a lot of travelling, but I'm sure that will no bother me. It's a once in a lifetime experience, so I'm really looking forward to it. But I mean, obviously worded that in a stupid fashion. Of course, you don't know what <laughs> games you're going to and you don't know who's in it. But I, I meant venues that, I mean, honestly. That's brilliant, that. It sure is. And by the travelling, you're travelling a wonderful country as well, and I'm sure you'll have an absolute ball. Because oh, actually, I've always sort of said this, like, I think back to being young at Euro 96, the first tournament I can remember, and knowing of people like my dad or my dad's age or whatever that weren't even big football fans and went to a Euros. And that made me so jealous for all these years that... Yeah, me too. Um, that, well, <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> uh, didn't manage to get there. And even going, obviously you want to see Scotland there, but the chance to go and see some maybe some other games as a neutral, what, what an experience. Yeah, as, as Kenny says, it's in a brilliant, brilliant country as well. To get around the country on the trains, it, they're well equipped for this tournament and it's going to be a fantastic occasion. Obviously Scotland being there is even better, um, but it'll be a brilliant, brilliant tournament. No matter what games he's watching, I'm sure he'll enjoy them. Let's stick the kilt on though, Stephen. What does this weekend, this double header, what are your thoughts going into that? This week's big because we still need four points to get pot two of the Euros. And with four of the six third place teams in the Euro groups going through, it could be the difference between us having an easier group and a harder group. So I'm not taking these lightly mm. at all. I want to win both of them. Do you want to be in pot two? Well, you you would think that if you were in pot two, you would have an easier group. I know that's the thing. You would but, think. I know, but it might it might it might not work out that way. So you're no guaranteed. But I still think that you want to go to the Euros in good form. I've not won, and I think it's three or four games. So um, we need to get back to winning ways, and I think that's the more important thing for the squad to. To have confidence That's true How incredible is it That I'm going to suggest We're sort of We're in such a position We can manipulate Which pot we fall into I mean the, the, <laughs> the thought of it But Stephen's right You know you would think But just the projected where, where it's sitting at the moment If you're in If you go in pot two The pot three teams So you'll get one of them Are Denmark Netherlands Czech Republic Italy and Serbia yeah. And the pot two teams England Albania Hungary Slovenia Romania Austria Yeah so kind of on paper Okay so you're right ahead of the game though Gordon You know like I, I wouldn't have knew that coming in here But you've now I think we want to be in pot three Exactly Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely. But, or, or, or by the way pot one Because we could still win it no? Yeah <laughs> I mean Spain to slip yeah. up um, Well you never know Two sides of that Like uh, it, it Sometimes doesn't work out that way Stephen says On a pure momentum basis though And performance level Steve Clark just isn't He's just not going to be thinking that way is he? No, no And you know what Stephen's bang on Said it already we need to get back to winning ways. We need to get back into that habit of winning and not get into a habit of losing matches. Yes, it was England and France and Spain or the absolute superpowers of the, of the world game, but it was a good test for us. We put up a good fight in certain stages of every game, but uh, we need to get back to winning ways. And these two games provide a really, really good opportunity for us to do that, to start rebuilding momentum to go into these finals next year. Because the last thing you want to do is to be going into it when your form's patchy. You've had maybe, again, eight games, ten games, and you've you've lost five of them, and you've drew a couple, and you've, you've won kind of sporadically over the course of those ten games. So it's, uh, what this team have done is built really, really good momentum and won a lot of games in uh, consecutive games and built real momentum and belief. It's real important, I think, we mm. get back into that and approach the finals in that type of mindset. Because the thing is, these 
every team or most teams are going to have a game or two still to play so yeah. you know these pots could sort of change around it's just a weird situation to be in because usually it's you know we see it when our teams get to Europa League or Champions League in theory that you know the, the higher pot you are the, the easier the draw should be but it'd be that'd be real kicking the teeth in some ways it would be but listen I think um what we've done and what, what Steve Clark's looked at is is the opposition that we've faced recently that Kenny's speaking about the the superpowers of, of football, England, France and friendlies, that he's preparing to play the top quality sides. That's what he's wanting to do to his team at the moment. He's wanting for to go into this tournament well prepared that you need to beat these top sides if you want to progress. And that's where Scotland want to be. They want to progress out of the group. It's going to be a huge challenge no matter who's in the group. But we're preparing that we're trying to beat the best teams in, in Europe at the moment. And these two games, as Kenny said, you can build momentum, you can get back to winning ways, good habits. And Steve Clark will be all over that. He'll be absolutely pushing his team to, to try and get two victories over these two games. Would you like to see something different tried over the next couple of games, whatever that means, Stephen? No, I think I'd just like to see stick to what we've been doing. And, and when the one thing that I maybe put on... It's given Lawrence. I know he was in the squad initially, but I would love to see Lawrence Shankman in this Scotland squad because I, I think the strikers have tipped him with odd goals here there. But I, if he was to start and you put the ball in the box with him, he'll score goals. He will score goals. He's, he's, he's definitely inside the box, and I just think we don't just respect the hearts, but maybe better players round about him, creating more chances. I think he'd score for fun in a Scotland jersey. How big a how big a double header is this for Lawrence Shankland? Because if you go through the squad, there will be a good, I, I don't know the percentage, 90, 80, 90 percent are probably nailed on for the Euros, even this far out. But, you know, Lawrence Shankland clearly isn't. He's, he's in and out of squads at the moment and he's been called up to this one because Shea Adams has dropped out. How important could the next few days be? I think it's a big week for him. I, I really do. I mean, whether he gets game time or not, I mean, that remains to be seen because he's been called in, so that would suggest that there's there's players in the squad in Steve Clark's mind that are ahead of him. I mean, it surprises me. It, it really does. For what we watch every single week from Lauren Shankland, it looks, again, outside the Kyogo, potentially the best number mm -hmm. nine in the league. Uh, in terms of his numbers and the goals that he scored, I, I think there would be, there's definitely a case for that. But that's what we see. But clearly there's something going on when he's meeting up with Scotland or Steve Clark and the coaches are maybe just not seeing enough in him to, like, to give him this opportunity and give him the game time because everybody else seems to have been getting opportunities. Even Kevin Nisbet when he was in the squad was, was getting game time. Mm. Obviously Jacob Brown's been in it. Shea Adams is obviously pulled out and, he, and he's got called up now. But I would like to see him because that looks like his game could translate into that Scotland team but there's there's something just missing so yep to answer your question a really big week and not just game time actually his training days every single day mm -hmm. turning up being really good and actually earning your spot on that pitch I mean, he came on in that Spain game had a yep. chance late on didn't he to make it three which <laughs> would have been unbelievable <laughs> um, but yeah it's, like it's big for them all I, I get that just particularly someone who's Know, called up as a replacement so to speak No I think I think Kenny's bang on with just the way that he is about the group um, he's training as well and, and Steve Clark will absolutely look at all these things but he's very big on the environment that he creates um, in the Scotland group so that's one of his main things that he creates this environment and all the players fit in and they feel feel good around the place and the, listen you hear interviews this week everyone wants to be involved in the squad and I'm pretty sure Lawrence does as well um, he's a good lad when I've met him so he just needs to 
make sure he takes the opportunity if he gets it this week because he is definitely one. I totally agree with you, Gordon. He's one of the ones that's on the fringes. You don't know if he would make the squad or not um, in the summer. And as you say, there's probably about 80-90%. I don't see big changes because Steve Clark likes a settled squad. Mm-hmm. He likes a squad that's created, as I say, go back to this word, environment that mm-hmm. everyone loves to be involved in. And, and that's really important to Steve and they've, Clark. they've all learned that anyway. It's not like he's just you know, hell-bent, stubborn on doing it. No, they've all earned it in a yeah. way. You look through the squad. There's not many. Obviously, as we said, there are you know one or two. You think, okay, we don't see much of Jacob Brown. You don't see much of others. But even guys like Kenny McLean who come on and and scored that goal. You know, in Oslo. So, um, Stephen, here's one for you because I know you're a Motherwell fan, but we've had some Motherwell fans complaining about Liam Kelly's form recently. So, who starts in goal out of him and Xander Clark? Sander Clark, oh. Liam Kelly's got two big weaknesses in his game for me and one's his kicking and his second one's his command in his penalty area. I watched that over the week. Our defence is so vulnerable from set pieces and if we had a goalkeeper that could come off his line and come and take the ball, I think it really helped them, but I don't see that. There's been a big sharp intake of breath in here, Stephen, because there's a goalie next to me and I, I, I think you're about to tell me that it kicking is one... a bigger intake of breath for Kenny, to be fair. <laughs> you're, about, you're about to tell me kicking is one of Liam Kelly's strengths, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think Liam's fantastic with the ball at his feet. I think he's very confident. He can play out from the back. He can play long. He can play short. He, he's good at all distances for me. He, he's very fast at moving the ball as well. Um, I would definitely say that's one of his strengths. Listen, I get the fact that he, he's not um, a goalkeeper who will come and absolutely dominate his box. I do agree with that situation, but defenders soon adjust to your goalkeeper. You've got defenders in there that know you're not going to come for all these balls, so they're adjusting their game towards what kind of goalkeeper you've got in goals. I think it's harsh because I think Motherwell are having a tough time at the moment. I, I've watched a lot of the goals Motherwell have lost. I've not really questioned Liam on a huge number of them, to be perfectly honest. There's maybe one or two you look and think, and he'll think, I maybe could have done slightly better, but there's no blatant errors in there. Or um, I think it's just the form that Motherwell are in at the moment. Everyone ends up looking at the goalkeeper. Um, goalie's sticking up for goalies. Um, but I don't know if either of them go into this break in, in sparkling form where you would say, like, no, it has to be him. Um, and then, you know, they got half each against France. I don't think either did much wrong really yeah. the goals are you can't really prevent them so it'll be interesting to see which route Steve Clark goes down yeah and again I think it might come down to, and it's not just this week what they've done over the course yeah. of being yeah. in the squad how they train every single day how are they how hard are they pushing Angus Gunn how hard were they maybe pushing David Marshall beforehand because they've been in the squad or, or been in and around the squad for a long long mm-hmm. time both these goalkeepers that being their first cap each of them against France so again for me they deserve that you know, for again, for yeah. constantly, if you're talking about environments and creating things and wanting people to enjoy coming away, like these guys had been turning up, trip in, trip out, and, and not getting that kind of call. So I think they earned that. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think that it might already have been decided by, well, definitely be decided now, but even before this trip. Mm. You know, I, I think in Steve's mind, I think he would have had, right, if anything happens to Angus Gunn, this is the guy that I think is going to be the next guy. If what? I was to ask you to put my beat the pundit 20 pence on which one will start tomorrow. Xander for me, I think he'll start. I think Liam will start. There we go. Right. Well, you can decide. You can have the decisive vote. Thank you to Stephen. And if you want to decide, 01419511025 and we'll get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141951 They can't agree on who plays out of Lauren Shankland. Not Lauren Shankland. <laughs> that would be something. Liam Kelly or Xander Clark in goal tomorrow for Scotland. Why not pick your team? Because by the time we come on air, the game in Georgia will have kicked off. What are you hoping to gain from this? Obviously, qualification already secure, but there is uh, a lot of other factors out there. So what are you thinking on that? Did anyone else get tickets in the ballot to go to the Euros? Uh, get in touch and give us your stories like Stephen did uh, before the break. Let's bring in Graham, who it's not necessarily a specific Scotland point, but it's on one of the guys we've just been talking about, Graham, isn't it? It is, yeah. Good evening, lads. Nice to see you. And you? Um, first of all, I'd like to commend Kenny on an Oscar-winning acting gig on a certain advert that dropped after him. Well done, Kenny. Oh, it's brilliant. Really I love it. I'm, del- I'm delighted you mentioned that because I-, I got a tweet saying, ask Miller about the tremendous acting in the Rangers Christmas video. <laughs> and I did go, I-, I went and watched it during the break, but I kind of, I forgot to bring it back up and I- obviously I can't hear it. So, going to talk us through this? I'm actually raging. They've, they've cut me right away. They've cut me short as well. There will be no Oscar for this, by the yeah, way, from this. based on what I can see. No, it was bang on, mate. I was right on it. I was all so over So you've it. got, what, you got a mic or something? Yeah, uh, right? I'm commentating on kind of what's happening and what's going on at the time and this, fair, I think Barry Ferguson gets a wee nudge from Matondo and there's a wee, obviously a wee bit of commentating, a wee bit of acting going on in it. So, so it's like a Christmas dinner scene. I can see James yeah. Tavernier pulling crackers and Sam Lammers and yeah. Kamal Roof and you're you're like commentating. No, no, on... I was commentating. I was just sitting on the left-hand side of that table cut out the picture of that one. Unbelievable. It's poor. <laughs> uh, you left on the cutting room floor. Oh, the years of service you gave to that club as well. 300 appearances, 100 odd goals and you're cut out the final scene. Uh. Cut it on. That's, that's shameful, honestly. Cut Absolutely. out for Sam Lammers. Yeah, honestly. Incredible. What's happening here? Incredible. Uh, anyway, Graham, we'll forgive him. Maybe next year he'll get a longer part. I, I thought he was going to shout penalty to Rangers, actually. <laughs> uh, but no, my, my point my point was actually about uh, Lauren Shankland, who's been mentioned in the previous call, um, and, and it is related to Rangers. I wanted to ask the boys whether they considered Shankland to be an upgrade for Rangers and whether it was a deal that we should be looking to pursue, um, given the fact that we really only are currently sitting with Danilo, Danilo I think that Dessers has got a part to play but not starting from, from you know the, the start of a game um, certainly and, and Roof has obviously been mentioned by Clermont and the the, the 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 press conference that he's got some sort of long term issue that you know he's always had and you know he can't really be relied on for, for a long term um, and I think that Shanklin's you know he's a, it would be a dream move for him you know and I just think that I was you know I was interested to see if the boys thought it was an upgrade for Rangers <clears throat> Well, listen, I think I would have tried to sign him in the summer. You know, the problem he's got now is Rangers have just invested the best part of £10 million on Danilo and Dessers. Uh, so do I think he'd be an upgrade? I think yes, it would be definitely on, on Dessers at this moment in time. Uh, Danilo is starting to show the form that a number nine needs to show for Rangers. He's leading the line well. He's, he's had he's had assists. He's had he's had goals. And by the way, he's not up to he's not fully up to speed at this moment in time. So I think I was really looking forward to seeing him as a number nine. But it was a really really slow stop start to the season for Danilo. But now he's getting up to speed. He's he's scoring goals. He's got he's the guy that's got the jersey. So I think at this moment in time, it'd be too early to say that Lauren Shanklin would be an upgrade on Danilo. But there's one thing for sure, when you've scored the level of goals that Lauren Shanklin scored last season, I was very, very surprised that 
Rangers weren't having a look at them because it would have been a fraction of the transfer fee for any of those guys and I assume it would have been a fraction of the money as well. So in terms of value for money, it definitely would have been uh, better value. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would have signed them in the summer as well. I think, again, they've obviously looked outside the box and they've went for Dessers, who hasn't worked. Um, Absolutely, Lon Shanklin's an upgrade on Dessers. There's no question for me. I I look at Lon Shanklin's all-around game. He's he's good at holding the ball up. He's a goal scorer. He's done it in this league, so he's guaranteed goals. For me, if you go to Rangers, you're going to get a number of more opportunities than he will at heart, so he's going to put the ball in the back of the net even more. Um, but they've obviously done the research on Dessers or whoever the recruitment team was at the time had done it um, and it's just not worked out and I, I struggle to see what Dessers is really, really good at. I actually struggle to find what his actual real quality is whereas I look at Lauren Shankland and I know he's got a number of qualities um, so he would have been an upgrade on Dessers. Roof, again, I think he's a fantastic player but it's just keeping him fit and getting him on the pitch is so difficult um, and that's always going to be a problem and it looks like the, the new manager is wanting players who are going to be fit um, long term he's given them the time to hopefully try and get fit but whether that happens or not it's, it's a, a question mark over and Danilo I agree with Kenny as well I think he is getting up to speed and it'll be interesting to see how far he can go because he does look a good a good striker a good number nine and, and hopefully he can continue the form that he's in and he's one of these ones that probably didn't want the break to come and just wanted to con- continue playing football Suppose Graham, you know, if if to feed it into the earlier discussion, if Lauren Shanklin does get serious game time this break, and you know, does look like he can force himself into the um, the the Euro squad, that would you know, obviously would strengthen your belief that that would be the type of player that could go and and make a difference to your team. It would strengthen my belief. It might also strengthen his price, unfortunately. Um, but I'm just wondering whether Hearts would, would, would want to do a deal with us for first, you know, obviously the main man. Um, he deserves a chance in Scotland. I, I definitely think so. And especially the position that you said earlier, you know, strangely that we've got two games that don't really matter at the moment. Obviously, we're pushing for top spot or keeping top spot. But, you know, I think that um, giving guys like him a chance, and I also think Kelly should play in goals as well. I think it would be a great morale boost for him if he got if he got a good couple of games under his belt so for sure well there's a wee poll up on Twitter always lean into democracy um, if you want to vote out of those two just because it's a, a clear 50-50 with no disrespect to Robbie McCrory it would just be quite something if he was given uh, the nod so you can get your votes in 300 of you already voted um, on who should play between Xander Clark and Liam Kelly I'll keep you in a bit of suspense I was going to say come on now give us the answer it's too early too early it's <laughs> Let tight it run. Let it run. it's tight that's all I'll, that's all I'll tell you um, yeah thank you to Graham for putting that point across uh, and I must admit it's funny what Graham said there like I don't know if Hearts would do a deal I'll, I'll always just very quickly stick up for the so-called we team now Hearts aren't a we team but obviously in comparison um, the conversation always just flows out there in Glasgow as if just just make it happen it's fine just hearts just you know doesn't matter what price they put in his head um, I'm sure um, if uh, the hearts board or Ann Budge or whoever was listening they would be saying oh, hold on a wee second don't think we fancy selling Lauren Shankland to anyone um, but I suppose it's just a hypothetical to an extent about whether um, he would improve or not Graham's team on this occasion which is Rangers but Thomas you've got a slightly different take how you doing Gordon good. how you doing you yeah, I, the point of Gordon, eh, Shanklin Gordon, I think obviously, no, obviously he's been drafted into the Scotland squad and I, I hope he gets a game, because I, I like one Shanklin. I think, I think it would be a, I, I've been in Celtic to be honest, 
he's a goal scorer. You know, and that's it's something that we, I, I love of all Diogo, but I think Lord Shanklin would be a, a punt. I would be willing to take. I would just wonder what the, the final for that. Brilliant. There was me worried that this was going to be a quiet night. This is what we really need a tug of war, as they would call it. We want them. No, we want them. We've got both halves of Glasgow on looking for Lawrence Shanklin's services. There we go. So that's that's what so Thomas was saying. I'd be going to Celtic, yes. but it broke up for that little oh, bit. Oh, sorry, yeah. 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 Uh, again, it would need to be at this moment in time a backup for Kyogo because he is the main mm-hmm. man. Uh, but there has been talk that Celtic need a backup. So when Kyogo is unfit or needing rested, there's maybe no unable replacement at this moment in time that can come in and do a similar job. Again, I'm going to say it, absolutely, Lauren Shanklin could. Would he be happy to go and sit and maybe be the number two? Potentially he would, because he might look, maybe Kyogo could get a move and, and he could be the next guy in line. There's no doubt he would score goals in, in that team. I've, I've no doubt about it. He's done it at Hearts and like, like Cammy says, whether he, if he was to go to Rangers and Celtic, he would imagine the service and the players that are about him with the greatest respect to the uh, to the Hearts players, he's going to get better service and more chances and better chances if he was at, if he was at, a, at one of the old firm teams. So yeah, I think he could, but I think he's, he would have more of an opportunity to be starting at Rangers at this moment mm. in time. So, I mean, obviously O is there as the understudy at the moment, Thomas, and scored at the weekend. You know, it's maybe a, a strange time to be too critical of, of him. He's six years younger than Lauren Shankland. Is that maybe, you know, part of the thought process? Do you think O can improve quickly and, you know, benefit from the years he's got ahead? I'd like to think so, Gordon. I mean, I mean Rogers definitely, definitely rates so. I I just don't think he's... I don't. He's, he's too. For me, he's, he's too young. You know. Obviously, he comes in and scores goals. Scores goals. He scored through the weekend. But I just think that we need a. We need a kind of. If Kyle does go, which I hope he doesn't go, but at some point, you know, it's just getting that line and getting that player that can score score you a, a lot, a lot of goals. You know, and in, in, in the space of the season, and I think Lawrence Shankland could do that if, if Kyle go. Nah, this is good. I mean, I know we've completely manufactured it ourselves with no idea at all how the boards feel. Um, but there've been loads of strikers throughout the years that both have wanted, and I like that. Nice tug of war. Yeah, yeah listen, I, I think yes, he, he would have a better chance at, at playing at, at Rangers if if Rangers were to go for him um, as a starting position. But listen, I think Kyogo will go at some point. So Celtic. For me, we'll be looking to try and bring somebody in who's a replacement and it won't just be Kyogo goes, if it was January, Kyogo goes in January and they try to replace them in January. I think they'll want to have somebody in the building for a period of time to phase them into the team that if they do get a bid for Kyogo that's acceptable for them as a club and he moves on, they've got a replacement because at this moment I don't think O's that guy. I don't think O will score you enough goals. He's not a Lauren Shanklin who for me is a goal scorer. He guarantees you the number of goals, certainly domestically, for, for Celtic and Rangers that um, guarantees you a, a proper number nine return of, of the numbers that should be brought within them two clubs. So, yeah, listen, it's can Rangers afford to, to go and buy Lauren Shankland after spending the money they did in the summer? I question that, Mark. Probably Celtic are in the better position financially to go and approach Hearts and try and make a deal happen. Because this is the, you know... From from Rangers' perspective, because it seems a bit less settled in terms of these guys are new, and some people have written deaths or off already. E- even at that, it's pretty hard to is it is it not still hard to imagine a scenario where you know Dessers leaves in January? I mean, 
players tend to get a bit more of a crack at it than that, do they not? I, I can't see him leaving. Uh, it's where would he go? You know, like he's a big transfer fee has been spent on him. He'll be on big wages, I would imagine. Uh, the, the, the best or the only option I could potentially see. And that, by the way, again, we don't know what is that, uh, that Philippe Clement would want to get rid of him. In, in January, so again, there's these all these. I know he's received a lot of criticism in his in his opening months uh, at Rangers from uh, the stands, but it's, it's it's whether Philippe Comont sees him as part of his, his plans as well. And let's say when you're spending that amount of money, it would be really strange to see a, a player leave in January. If he was to leave, I think it would need to be a loan deal to try and recoup some of the money. And even that looks a bit. Mm. It doesn't look great on the recruitment policy if you've done if you've done that when you've spent that amount of money on a player, a big player coming in as well who you, Rangers needed to sign a number nine, and he was the first one that was signed to uh, to fill that position. So, yeah, it would be it would be strange to see again. That's why January probably not for Lauren Shankland. How do you think he did at Livingston at the weekend? I know he got his goal, um, <clears> but I've seen a wide range. Of uh, thoughts on on how he did, so I'm quite I'm quite interested to see what what your truth is in all this. Listen, he should have scored more. He had some really good chances. The movement for his goal was absolutely outstanding. I mean, that is top class striker play. How he moved away and and he, and his touch on that awkward surface, and yet he got he got fortunate with the with the finish. But he got himself in a really good position after really good movement, and and he's got his goal. You know, nobody cares the finish. It's, it's Dessa's on the score sheet, and it's an opening goal, another opening goal. It's a really really important goal to get uh, when you're away at Livingston. So I felt he he done okay. Uh, would, I'm sure. Personally, again, being a striker, had I missed the opportunities that he had missed, I would have been really disappointed on the Sunday night. Delighted the team won because it was a big mm. one, but for, from a personal p- perspective and point of view, that I never got another couple of goals. Okay, thank you very much to Thomas on 01419511025. It's a great time to call because we'll do our very best to get you on next. And whilst we line those calls up, let me run this past you. For kids, Mission Christmas with J and D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, changing landscapes across the UK. Yes, Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back. We know that this time of the year can be difficult for lots of families here on our doorstep, and particularly this year, there are so many that really are bracing themselves for a particularly tough time. The cost of living crisis has made things worse for everybody, but just imagine how bad it must be for people. Uh, already in or close to the poverty line so you can try and help us make a little bit of a difference by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas we're going to hear a bit about where your money can go Uh, Pam Burns is the Senior Development Officer for Scottish Families Affected by Alcohol and Drugs as the title suggests a group that helps children and young people affected by addiction in their families this is usually the first time that they've received support and they don't usually interact with any other professionals either. There's a lot of stigma around parents having drug and alcohol issues. They get to come to us and just be themselves and not need to worry that we're judging them in any way and this gives them a safe place where it's completely non-judgmental that they can talk about any concerns that they've got about at home. We read this stat every night at this time of the year and it never fails to make you sit up and take notice in some parts of Glasgow in the west as many as one in two children live in poverty we can't always make it a big magical day for for all these children but with your help we can just make it feel a bit different for thousands of kids in our area we guarantee every penny 100% of the funds goes straight back to those that need it the most and you can find all the details at clyde1.com forward slash mission that's cash for kids mission christmas with jnd pierce scotland's premier structural steel specialist changing landscapes across the uk 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five. I don't know if you noticed what happened there, right? It just shows how sort of autopilot I operate, and because you two are sitting next to me, and I know your names fine well, but I don't know if you've ever been on the show together. So it didn't quite roll off the tongue, yep. Cammy Bell, yep. and I nearly and I nearly forgot who who it was. Just, yep. just there we go. Just a, a, I really should concentrate a bit more, but we got there in the end. They are both here. Uh, and you can phone them, you can tweet in as well. The big poll out there on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, who would you play in goals out of Liam Kelly or Xander Clark? And I see you all with your sarcastic replies, but you have to pick one of them, that's the point. We're at about 500, well, 700 votes. Are you giving us it? What, what? This is going to, it's, it's up for another hour, but I'll give you an update. Okay. How is Stevie Clark supposed to choose if the great Scottish public have got Xander Clark at 51.6% and Liam Kelly at 48.4%. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Yep. Nothing but... It's just, a 50-50. You got a half again. But that's where it probably realistically is. Yeah. There's not one that sticks out. Um, as I say, they've both got different qualities. Um, so it'll just be, as Kenny said before, I think Steve Clark will know in his mind who, who he's got and who he wants to play, who is his number two. He won't have obviously come out and said it publicly. But will he play each... One of them a game each. I don't know. That, that, that was mooted, that a possibility. Wasn't it? That was mooted, and I think see if it is that close, and it's even that close in Steve's mind. Then, then why not? Yeah. Particularly in these games. Yeah. You know, because I, I said it right at the top of the show. These guys have been turning up for a number of years now. They only got one cap each, which was against France, and it was only a half each. This is the perfect opportunity because you know what? It's also unfair to because as you know, Cammy, there's guys that can train well. Yeah. But come game time, mm-hmm. it's just no, yeah. it's just no there, or vice versa. So. Uh, to get a full game where you're playing and you're again you're you're playing with all the players and you're you've you've got again it's going to be a different back four back five whatever Steve chooses to go because of the injuries but get that full game that you know you've got it you know you can go and you can concentrate fully on it yeah and uh, and see how you do because at this level they're very very inexperienced yeah what was your one Scotland cap Faroe um, Islands I think it was and again it was it, listen I went to loads of squads with Kenny and. Um, there was some brilliant players and it, it was a great experience for me I was a younger goalie and I had guys that was training with Alan McGregor Craig Gordon David Marshall they were the three goalies that and I was that's competing not, that's with that's not ideal is it to no, try and break listen, but them. you learn so much from them as well and, and these guys and getting to know them how good they are the standard that they produce day in day out it, it teaches you a lot throughout your career and as as Kenny says, it would be good if both lads get a game because potentially you never know what's going to happen in the Euros. Angus Gunn could get injured and we mm-hmm. need to be prepared for that situation if that occurs. Be honest, when you came on, where was the, the line between I'm excited and proud to make my Scotland debut or I can't be a Scotland goalie that concedes another goal to the Faroes? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that little bit of pressure, I think. It, listen, we were well in control of the game so it was, um, it was a good one to come on. But listen, it, it's always a... A great occasion to come on and, and get that cap, especially when you've travelled and, and been in loads of squads and, and worked around the guys for so long. It's a, it's an honour to get um, a cap, and especially as I say, being in a squad with with them type of quality of goalkeepers mm. was was incredible for such a long period yeah. of time. I mean, Steph's a Motherwell fan. Says having watched Kelly recently, I just think like the team has confidence is low. Just wonder if that I don't know. You know, does Stevie Clark and his coaching staff? How much do they see what? You know what type of form, what type of not the form, sorry, what type of mood, how good a place the players arrive at a camp. I mean, you played obviously numerous times for Scotland. Did you feel like it? 
that make a difference how you know I, I think for these guys it does because they're no regulars right so they don't you know, have that like back catalogue to fall back yeah, on yeah because when you're, you're talking about guys like Scott McTominay's and Kieran Tierney's and Stuart Armstrong's and these types of guys that are not playing all the time at their clubs but they're coming away they're going to be Billy Gilmore's as well yeah. had that went through that run as well where he wasn't playing right when they play they've already shown that they can handle this level and mm. by the way they're actually really really unlucky if, if they've been Kieran Tierney's playing you know, it's as simple as that. If he's fit, he's playing, yeah. whether he's playing for Arsenal or Sociedad or not. So uh, these guys have just not got it. So I think uh, coming into this game, into this camp, that none of them are in great form. What we've said that. Had one of them been right at the top of their game, and even if you were losing, because let's be honest, no no team's got any, particularly a Mullerwell or a Hearts, have no divine right to be going out and winning football matches every single week. So if they had even been performing well within a team that was struggling I think they could start, there's a chance to stand out as, yeah. a, as a goalkeeper in that sense but I just don't think any of them so I think it will, it will come into the reckoning but for me I would be picking I would be picking a goalkeeper from those two on the guy that I've seen who for the last two years now has been turning up and has been the better mm. performer if there has been a significantly better performer over that period Okay let's bring in John who's on the line how's it going John? How you doing guys? What have you got for us tonight John? Yeah, I just I've heard all the talk about Orange Shankland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do I do think he's a really really good player. I feel like a team like Hearts is his level, but he plays every week. He's a main focal point. He's a captain. You know, everyone plays for him. I just feel if he went to Celtic, he'd been now. He, he wouldn't play every week. And players like that, their confidence got him down due to that. Uh, and also, I feel if he went to Rangers, you know, I, I've heard he's given Dessers a hard time as well. And I've you know a guy a guy who's finished top goal scorer in Europe a few seasons ago can't be as bad. Is he's looking just now, in my opinion, you know. But I just think with the with the money you know, he's talking that involved to to buy Shankland, you know, is it getting worth it for for him to get a team who's not get to play every week? You know, Chris Chris Boyd, Chris Boyd's an example. He went to Rangers, yes, he scored a lot of goals, but when it came to like the old fun games or the big or the big games in Europe, he never really done it. Some players that are just a level is at the SPL, you know. But for the for Celtic and Rangers, I think you need to have a bit more. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, but if you signed the guy that scored Chris Boyd's number of domestic goals, you wouldn't, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? John? For the old firm, you need to be able to do it in Europe and the SPL. That's, and, and, you know, the old firm, the bigger games. That's, that's what they kind of base it on when they're, when they're saying how good you are. You know, for me, Chris Boyd's a good striker, but he's good. He wasn't excellent. I, get, I think John's... Um, Example, like I kind of see the logic of his point. I think that's probably a really bad example to use when you've scored that volume. I mean, you, well, you all time top scorer in the league, you mean? <laughs> yeah. All oh, right, that guy. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I don't, there have been examples of strikers that, you know, when we like we said from other Scottish clubs when they go, some work, some don't. You were, you were, yeah. you, how young young were you when you first? Twenty. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking more. I don't know. Scott McDonald or Chris Killen or Derek Riordan. You know, it's it's not always easy to predict how they cope with that step up because logically some people would say, well, you're going to get much more chances. You know what? It's, it's, it's a different as pressure as well. It isn't easy as that because you're playing against different teams. You're, you're playing teams are playing against you differently. They're, yeah. they're shutting up shop more. There's going to be a lot more bodies round about Lauren Shankland for Rangers or Celtic than what there will be when they're playing against Hearts. So it's not as easy as that. But Lauren Shankland's a goal scorer, and what you look at is when you're if you're a player playing for for Hibs, for Hearts, for Aberdeen, if you want to earn that move to the one of the big two you have to perform against the big two and that's where Lauren Shannon scored in Europe as well by the way for, uh, for Hearts 
but he scored a, a decent number of goals, I think, against Celtic and Rangers. I mean, he scored against the Rangers a couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah. in the cup as the well. Got the, got the penalty as yeah. well. He scored a hat trick against Celtic uh, last season. So he has scored against Rangers and Celtic uh, at a decent rate as well when he plays against them. So I think that's that's a judging point as well that he's scoring against them. But I've no doubt Lauren Shanton would score goals for Rangers and Celtic. I've just is Cammy's right. I, I've watched Lauren Shanton a lot over the last kind of five seasons or so, and his game has just improved and improved and improved as each year's passed. You know, he's a really really good all round striker. He's he's not lightning fast, but he's he's quick enough. His hold-up play, his good upper body strength, but he's, he's also can hold his defender off whilst being really, really calm and bringing the ball under control and he's got a really good touch. He's, he's clever in terms of his one-touch layoffs when he's got the support. And there's there's taken nothing away for the level of goals he's scored over the over the last mm. few seasons as well. So I think it would be a, it would have been a good signing for Rangers in the summer, I've no doubt about it. It might have passed now. It might have passed. For Celtic, he's going into back Kyogo up. It's as simple as that. Okay, let's leave it there because it's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, come on then, beat the pundit time. Can you embarrass and defeat Hugh? Not Hugh Keevans, I'm all over the place. Miles off it. Kenny, Kenny Miller, which one of you's get mistaken well, for Hugh Keevans? I, I don't even know if the two add up to Hugh Keevans' age. You can fight that out amongst yourselves. Is it my blonde? Do you think it was grey there? His name popped up in the screen in front of me, and that's what threw me. Um, anyway, it is for the avoidance of doubt Kenny Miller or Cammy Bell beat the pundit is next so you have to call before 7 o'clock the winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller are here it's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB do you know what I've not heard yet any Ross County fans no <sighs> one's taken my plea come on there must be somebody out there in Glasgow and the West well this was the first I heard it when I walked into the studio <laughs> funnily enough I was working Good I was busy working all day um, so let's see Malky Mackay sacking what do you think even, do you know what you don't even need to be a Ross County fan because maybe you've got an idea of someone that you think deserves a gig in the top flight you can put their name forward suggestions for who will get that job uh, get all your thoughts in of course we're talking Scotland there's a poll at Clyde SSB on Twitter of who you think should play in goal between Liam Kelly uh, or Xander Clark tomorrow the beauty of the phone in you don't plan these things it, it did just develop into an hour long debate about whether Lauren Shankland would play for Celtic and or Rangers um, so anything else on that or want to move it in a completely different direction 01419511025 let's play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time. Either Cammy or Kenny will play, but Daniel in Cumbernauld will definitely play. How's it going, Daniel? Hi, how you doing? You doing right? Not bad, not bad. Ever played before? I've not, no. Good, that's that's just the way we like it. Um... Let me think. You're, are you, you still got your hundred percent from this season, Kenny Miller? More, more less than it, yeah. Let me check my sheet. Uh, yep, absolutely does. Okay, let's see if we can uh, carry your fifty percent record. Easy, easy to keep, easy to keep a track of. Uh, could all change tonight. Heads, it will be Cammy. Tails, it will be Kenny Miller. And it is tails. The hundred is on the line for Kenny against Daniel. Some interesting questions tonight as well. You know, let's see. Interesting. Anyway, uh, we'll give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to, uh, and that way he can't hear us. So we've got 
30 seconds Daniel just answer as many as you can and if you want to pass and move on to the next one that's okay alright let's go your 30 seconds starts now name any Scottish Premiership manager currently in their first managerial role which Aberdeen player has been called into the Cape Verde squad Cappy the Cat is the mascot of which Scottish Championship team which Georgian player joined Dundee from Wolves in 2001? Who was the Ross County manager prior to Malky Mackay? Burnley striker Jay Rodriguez played on loan at which Scottish club? Aberdeen. Okay, Kenny, can you hear us? Is he back? Is he back? He is. Right, you ready? Same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock and your time Starts now. Name any Scottish Premiership manager currently in their first managerial role. Stephen Naismith. Which Aberdeen player has been called into the Cape Verde squad? Duke. Cappy the Cat is the mascot of which Pass. Scottish Championship club? Which Georgian joined Dundee from Wolves in 2001? Nimzadze. Who was the Ross County manager prior to Malky Mackay? Pass. Burnley striker Jay Rodriguez played on loan at which Scottish club? Pass. Potential Scotland international Tino Livramento plays for which club? Ah, pass. Okay, they're tough tonight. I thought tough. Yeah, hard questions, then. Yeah. Tough, yeah, tough, tough, tough. Daniel, what are you thinking? Uh, I thought I was hopeless, but I don't know how good Kenny was as well. Okay, so it might be. Well, like I was rubbish as well, so it's a good game. This could uh, be a nil nil. <laughs> it is low scoring, I'll tell you that much, okay? So, name any Scottish Premiership manager currently in their first role Davy Martindale, Barry Robson, Stephen A. Smith, Tony Doherty. So, Kenny. Managed to get one. Daniel passed it, so it's 1-0 to Kenny. Duke has been called into the game. Wow, what a guess. Daniel got it as well, though. Um, So it's 2-1 to Kenny. And then it kind of goes downhill a wee bit. Uh, Cappy the Cat is the mascot of which championship club? It is Morton. Morton. (laughs) Ah, Capolo. Capolo. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. But usually... But why is that a cat? I, I didn't get the cap but I got the cappy <laughs> That's clearly been included On the yeah. back of last night Some yeah. of the things You learn on this show So we discovered last night That Gordon DL Played and scored In the game In which Broxy Was born If you like right? so his, his birthday His debut Whatever you would call, I don't know what a mascot is Is it his birthday Or his debut um, First ever game for Broxy Was Ibrox against Wraith And Gordon scored 30 years ago exactly this week is that after they called Justin Bieber Justin Bieber well this is the thing (laughs) so we discovered that last night that then went on we had Aberdeen and St Mirren getting in touch to say that if Gordon wants a shot in the mascot outfit for a competitive game this season they would oblige oh amazing he's got to and then the beauty of it is I don't even know I genuinely can't remember How Justin Bieber came up And then he called him Justin Bieber And the full rest of the show Just collapsed From then on in It was even I mean this show can be A shambles regularly But it was even more Of a shambles Um, And there's no way He's going up to Aberdeen Either That was it I think we started talking about Maybe Paisley We started talking about The masked singer Take it off Take it off And I think he said Justin Bieber at which point, by the way, see if you think it's not chaotic enough, Jim Duffy swoops in and reveals that when he was at Dundee, the guy who used to be in the mascot suit was actually a stripper by trade. Honestly, it just so like it took a weird turn last night. Ten yeah. minutes of Aye. utter chaos. Um, and there I am, reliving it all. Cappy the cat, by the way, Morton. Yep. So still 2-1 to Kenny. The Georgian who joined Dundee from Wolves, more famous for booting, oh, Kitsbaya. booting the advertising yep. boards to Murray Kitsbaya. 2-1. 
I've got a theory, like, see this kind of like semi recent knowledge. I, I think these questions are really tough. Ross County manager before Malky no. Mackay. Daniel went Stuart Kettle. Well, nah. It's John Hughes. Uh, remember? Uh, but like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think I would have got yeah, it under no. the time pressure. So it's still 2 1. Um, Jay Rodriguez, this is a great fact. This. So, that's, that's a rubbish question. It's like no, it's the one, one, one no. last. That is. You'll tell everybody this because this is, you won't forget this in a hurry. So, obviously, brilliant English Premier League career was once on loan at Stirling Albion. Wow. Jay Rodriguez, yeah. Wow. There you go. We'll and never forget it now, though. Potential Scotland yeah. international because I think he's one that we're kind of hoping to get in in the, the oh, Angus I've seen this in the thing. Tino Livramento plays for Newcastle. Yep. Because there are a couple at Newcastle, Harvey Barnes. Yep. Did I even see Anthony Gordon? I see that. And obviously, the, well. what's the lad uh, was in there? Yeah, the Elliot Anderson. Elliot Anderson, yeah. he's a good player as well. I mean, yeah, Daniel... I mean, they're all good players, by the way. Daniel, it's a defeat, which isn't <laughs> great. <laughs> I've done it 2-1 then. Unbelievable. Daniel, Unlucky it was only 2-1. It was an ugly game. We just, we've all got to just take that in the chin, move Finally, on. Sometimes you need to grind it out. Yeah, you just need to grind champions it out. do. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Cheers, Daniel. Unbelievable. I can't believe I've got away with that. I've dodged that, a bullet. That was tough questions, though. Yeah, yeah they were quite tough. They were, it I was. Admit. Um, yeah. And well. Duke was uh, just a guess. I mean, an educated guess, but a guess. Yeah, and feel like Daniel managed that yeah. as well. I thought, if Daniel, he, it's the first question pressure. Yeah. I know, if Daniel takes a breath, he's going to get one of those managers yeah. being in their first managerial. I bet he never gone. All right, so just ah, put the 100 down for next week as well. 100%. <laughs> the record remains 01419511025. We check in on our poll. We see how it's doing, will we? What are the people saying? How good would it be Stevie Clark just tuned in? Just wasn't, had no had no strong thoughts either way. Picked off the and back just of this. went to see who wins the Clyde One Super Scoreboard poll. Uh, poll. It's still pretty close, but Xander Clark has stretched his lead to 52%. <laughs> it's tight, a lot that, in it. That's tight. There is not a lot in it. I took over 1,500 votes. This is uh -huh. a good sample size yep. here. Um, just in case he's in, he's in any doubt. Uh, right, you want to do Scotland tomorrow? Please do. You want to do anything else? There's been a lot of talk about Lauren Shankland randomly on the show. Uh, you want to talk about the winter break, what it means for your team, how you arrive in at this, what you hope gets better coming out the other side. Uh, any of you Motherwell fans? I know we had on it one earlier talking about Scotland. Um, Lennon Miller has extended his stay at the club and won you one year contract although he's injured at the moment I'm sure you'll be delighted to hear that news uh, let's go to ah here we are Peter Mackay is on he's a Ross County fan he's also on the Staggies View podcast as well Peter you've changed your manager today was it the right call? I'm not sure um, I'm quite shocked at the news to be honest I think uh, at this time it seems quite harsh in my opinion why? Um, I think Results haven't been overly bad this season. We've been competitive in every game we've played. We've picked up a couple of wins here and there. And to be honest, I think Malky should have been given, you know, the next few games. We've got Kilmarnock at home, St. Mary at home and Livingston away. That's got a nice run of fixtures that I think he probably could have been afforded to try and change it around. Obviously, if it didn't go well after those fixtures, I think it would have been more understandable. Mm -hmm. Even I'm interested that Peter was sort of surprised, if you like, because I've been... Did a bit of soul searching on this today where I feel like I was surprised and I didn't see it coming. And Peter will know all about this, you know, this idea that the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl and no one's paying attention. I, I, I'm all right with it. Wondering, maybe, maybe we were doing that. Maybe maybe we weren't paying close enough attention. Maybe it was on the cards, but I now feel, I feel more relaxed than that Peter's a Ross County fan and he's saying, well, actually, I'm not sure we really saw it coming. What's your thoughts on it? Again, it's, it's not one that I, I thought would have 
hence only found out when I walk into the studio tonight. Mm. Uh, so I was I was definitely surprised. Your second bottom in the league again, though, and you dodged relegation by an absolute capitulation yeah. by Party Thistle in the last twenty minutes of the playoff game last year. So uh, maybe there's just a familiar feeling kind of creeping about that they don't want. And by the way, making this change does not guarantee that Ross County are going to turn and start winning games. But can, like I say before, Cammy made a good point about what St Johnston have done, a team that didn't look like they could buy a win, make that change, and all of a sudden they get a few results and they've climbed, not just off the bottom, they've climbed out of that playoffs. But listen, it's super tight. One win either way can, can put you back down or, or can elevate you back up. So, uh, and, and, and Peter's kind of, talking about the next three fixtures they are good fixtures for Ross County particularly at home uh, the next two so he's got an opportunity whoever gets the job is to make an immediate impact and get Ross County further up that league so in that respect it probably is harsh but it's not just probably this run of results it'll also have fed into last season and where they actually finished last season Do you think that is, is fair Peter because I think surviving in the playoffs is a weird experience because it's it's such a high it feels like a well, it is, it's a cause for celebration, but ultimately you've come extremely close to failure and and maybe after the, the kind of the euphoria of that wears off, is that is that maybe what's happened here? Yeah, I, I would I would agree with Kenny there. I think obviously if you look at his stats over the past year, in the in the last calendar year, we've only managed to win seven games. But I think what's probably dealt his hand a bit more is sort of higher expectation this season, obviously, as we just won the playoff, but he's been backed quite heavily in the summer as well. Um so I think from people at the club and just supporters as well, I think there's been a higher expectation all round. And yeah, to be honest, we've probably not lived up to that so far this season after forking out quite a lot of money for players. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I agree. Um, it, it is a little bit of a shock because I do agree with what Peter said at the start of um, um, his conversation there that they have been in a lot of games. There's been fine margins. You remember the Motherwell game where the the yeah, three yeah. one up where where two or three minutes to go and they end up drawing that game free all and that's a massive that changes the complex of, of where sort of Malky is with his team and to lose a lot of late goals you can see his frustration obviously again there's a few draws in there so they have been in games it's just been trying to put a run together and obviously listen Roy's made the decision that he feels as if it is the right time to try and bring in a new face a new voice um, and probably the, the result against St Johnston recently uh, made his mind up that they've got the reaction from a new manager coming in and he doesn't want to dwell on it any longer he needs to get points on the board um, because they don't want to be in the situation they were in last season at all they need to um, as Peter said they've spent invested a lot of money in the squad and they've not returned it yet The unfortunate thing Peter football doesn't stay still for long at all have you got any thoughts on who you'd like to see replace Malky Mackay? Uh, it's a tough one. I think in terms of pedigree and experience, we'll probably struggle to find someone to match his level. I think a few names that have been floated around so far, Don Kerry, he was obviously his assistant. I would be unsure whether Don Kerry's ready to step into that role straight away, especially in the middle of a season. Um, but other names, I mean, again, also quite an experience, Kevin Thompson as well. But to be honest, it's quite tough and there's not really one name that's standing out to me too much at the moment. Your profile is always interesting. Um because we just discussed this with St Johnson, they went Craig Levine. It's a very obvious type of profile. You're putting experience as your priority when you when you make that um, appointment. You know Ross County have obviously just let Malky Mackay sacked Malky Mackay. 
and there's been Owen Coyle, there's been John Hughes. They've done that kind of, they've done the experience thing as well. Have the, the couple of younger managers in there at the same time. Profile, what are you thinking before we get to names? Well, that's um, <laughs> profile. I don't, I don't know. I think first and foremost, I think you know, I think style of football is probably one of the things that Roy will be looking at. I think since Malky's first season, you know, we played some great football in that first season. Um, but I think our, our real issue this season is that we don't have any real wingers within the squad and it feels like we're very limited to what we're playing with. Um, so I think, first and foremost, I would say style of football and just, just results. I think we have to start winning more games of football, as you mentioned, the Motherwell game, even if you look at, the, look at the Dundee game. Like We've just been so fine margins and we don't really seem to have enough grit to get ourselves over the line at the moment. Cause I think, I mean, prior to that, Derek Adams and Jim McIntyre, they would have been young, youngish managers at that time, I suppose. Um, what do you think? Yeah, listen, there'll be the the sort of I think the usual names that are are going to go in there. Um, experienced managers and in, in in this league, um, I'm pretty sure like Callum Davison will be about there. Um, again, I don't know if they think outside the box. Obviously, Inverness have done that recently with Duncan Ferguson. Looked at that a different type of manager who's not been up in Scotland. Um, It'll be difficult. I, I don't know what direction they're going because, as you say, the last few managers managers have been experienced managers. Um, so do they bring in some sort of fresh blood to try and get a bit more enthusiasm about the squad and about the place? I really don't know where they go, Kenny. Well, I think, again, once you've actually broke the news to me when I walked through the door, I went and had a quick look and I think there's some statement made, Don Cowie going to earn the job. You know, so I think he's going to have... There's two weeks, but it says he'll be taking care of the next game. So any manager that's thrust into that position has the opportunity. Mm -hmm. They've yep. got the job. They've got the chance to then go and say, you know what? I want the job, and my team's now going to go and win. So, Stuart Kettlewell, Barry Robson, absolutely. Stephen Naismith. Well, yep. I wouldn't say as much Nasey because I don't think he got the results. Kettle, Stuart Kettlewell did get the results. Barry oh, no, Robson, I, just, I just meant aye, being interim and then got the, the job. job yeah. yeah, Barry Robson won seven games on the bounce. You know, it, it was very, very hard for them not to give him the job yep. at that stage. And the same applies to Stuart Kettlewell, uh, albeit that he did have good managerial experience behind him already as well. So if Don Cowie is going to be in charge for this next game or, or the up-and-coming games, he's got the opportunity to say, look, I'm going to be my own man. Yes, I was Malky's assistant and he's known him for a number of years, but I'm going to make changes. And this is these are what the changes are going to be. And again, fans like Peter are going to see these changes. You're talking about style of play. The bottom thing, at the bottom line at this moment, results need to change because yeah. they need to move away from the bottom of the table. Again, we're just going to go and profile. I'm not, I've not even thought in depth as to whether these guys are suitable, but Peter mentioned Kevin Thompson. He's obviously got managerial experience at Kelty. I'm, I'm just, again, I'm just thinking similar age guys that have gone into management at some Scott Brown. Who, who else would be in that sort of category? Again, would you would you put Ian Murray, who's doing well at Rafe, in the category? See, that's an interesting shout because that, that's you actually. Basing it on somebody who's doing a good job right yep. now, and you know, as a reward for that, for that, and good he's job. done it for a number of years. Listen, he's obviously done well at Airdrie, and then he's moved on to Rafe, and he's done well at Rafe as well. And they're obviously pushing high flying uh, Dundee United at the top of the league at the moment. So he's kind of got a, a style of football, he's got a brand that he wants to play, get the ball down, and move the ball fast. So, listen, I don't know, I think it's one of the ones that'll be definitely in the mix because he's he's an up and coming manager he's quite young as well but he's got that experience behind him and as you say he's he's, he's also got that winning mentality within within his um his mm. sort of 
catchment yeah. at the moment. So yeah, Callum Davidson has to come into the reckoning. Yeah, you know he absolutely has to. I mean he's he's had a bad season and a and a bit after a hangover he won in both cups. You know, but in terms of guys that have been successful, similar sized clubs in the league, being able to kind of put a team out there and and get into top sixes or challenge for top sixes and actually win trophies, like his name yeah. has to come into the reckoning. Uh, thank you very much, Peter, from the Staggies View podcast, giving us his thoughts. There has been a managerial appointment tonight. It might interest you Clyde fans, uh, Partick Thistle fans, interested observers. Ian McCall is the new manager of Clyde. There you go. So well, there's, there's an experienced appointment. That's what that is. Yes. is. Uh, and whilst you get your calls in on whatever it is you fancy at this stage in the show, let me tell you about this. Five rollovers in a row now on Make Me A Winner. The last call we made went to the five rings unanswered, which means you could now be the winner of £120,000 tomorrow when we make the next call, but obviously you need to be in the draw. We've teamed up with our sister stations across the UK to bring you this prize and what a prize it is. To get involved, text YES to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com and the online entries cost £2 as well or call 0330 Calls are charged at a standard rate as well. Now, it is over 18s only. The entries since Doogie from East Bride won way back on the 8th of November. They've all rolled over and all the rules for this network competition can be found online. But the important bit, if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, Thursday the 16th, answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away by the way nothing else before that and you would win the £120,000 so text yes to 61025 right now if you've not done it Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Cammy Bell are here. You can still get your calls in. Plenty of time to do so, whether it's on Scotland or domestic football or something else entirely. Well, when I say something else entirely, we'll keep it as close to football if we can. Uh, although we can go down some weird roads on this show at times. Whilst you do get in touch, we'll line up the calls. Let me give you this question. The full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Okay, apart from Kenny Miller, because that's just too easy, can you name the last 10 Scotland men's internationals who've scored in a Scottish Cup final? So, apart from Kenny Miller, can you name the last 10 Scotland internationals? to score in a Scottish Cup final. Nathan and Guruk, thank you very much for sending in. It's a great question. Stephen Naismith? Nope. James Forrest? Nope. Oft. Ryan Jack. Scott Wright. Ryan Jack, Scott Wright. Scott Wright, no, got no he does not. Did he made a squad, did he not? Did he not? Don't, don't think, I actually don't think so, but you need a cap no. anyway. Anyway, Jack. Yes, he's the most recent one. Yep. Okay. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Oh, after that. Yep, Callum McGregor. Thanks for reminding me. Lovely goal in the 2018 final against Motherwell. It was so lovely at the time, but you know. Chris Boyd. No, actually, no. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. Turnbull. No. Take one more guess, then we'll move on. Mm. Oh, I don't like the silence. Yep. I'll just fill it. Yep. Try to work out the finals. Nah. 
Move on. Okay. Uh, good question, clearly, Nathan and Guruk. And if you want to send your questions in for future use, it's full time at Clyde1.com. You can all play along tonight as well, I'm sure. Looking at the, the start they've made, I think you'll get them quicker than these two. So send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let us know how you're getting on. Oh, we've not revisited the poll in a while, have we? Nate, look, <laughs> you just double check. I mean, this is your last chance to get your vote in, and I'm sure you'll want to make it count. Um, I mean, we're up at 1,800 votes, but it's, it's now, I think it's just leveling out there. It's just Xander Clark, 53%. Now. So you're just gradually just, getting yeah, further forward. Huh? Can the Liam Kelly fan club swing it in the last? 15 minutes of the show, who knows. Right, uh, let's bring in Stephen, who's on the line. How's it going, Stephen? Evening, guys. How are you doing? Not bad, you? Good, good. It's just a kind of unpopular uh, question tonight for these guys. Um, can I end it to Kenny? Because I've had discussions with Kenny regarding this matter before. Do you think Tav should be dropped for hitting the penalties for Rangers? Oh, it's not the captaincy this oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, there's definitely a case for it, Stephen, because he has missed, but... I don't think he will. You know, I just think he's scored that many penalties. I mean, I think, was it up to 58 penalties? Almost, maybe maybe more. I might have missed one, actually, because he's had a few in the last few weeks. I don't think he will. Uh, he is pretty assured, and he is. I think that he works on them. His, his technique's there, for all we see. Uh, he's, just got a, he's just got a couple wrong in the last week, hitting the post against Hearts, then hitting the one wide again. It, didn't, it wasn't far, but he just never wrapped his foot around it enough to get the ball to come back. It just kind of went straight. So I, I know what you're saying, Stephen. By the way, normally, when there's... Uh, and, the, and I've been in teams like this, you miss, you're off, because yeah. there's a queue of guys waiting, particularly, by the way, the strikers. Because this is where they can be making mm. their money. This is where their goals can be added up when you're taking the penalty. So they've, got, they've gone for a revolving door in recent weeks. And, you know, Turnbull missed. Hatati. So Turnbull was taking them and scoring. Hatati played and Turnbull didn't. So he missed. And then I think Turnbull missed one. And who took one? Uh, Palmer took one yep. at the weekend. Um, Stephen, has he missed enough of them? Enough. Kenny said there he's assured that hitting them. He's missed 14 penalties. Yep. See if you've missed that at any other team in the world, you're never taking another penalty again. So, what's the percentage what, what, though then? Because yeah. I was going to pick Kenny up. I don't think you look at the total that he scored or the total that he's missed. So is he not? He's missed. Is he not missed 14 out of 72? So what's that about 80 percent? 79. Still a quite high amount. Mm, yeah, it, but then again, I think surely percentage because. What this maybe does show, right? If it is fourteen and seventy-two, you, you I don't think you could say James Tavernier is an outstanding penalty taker because there will be guys that are in the nineties. Yeah, listen, there will yep. be. There absolutely right. will be guys. Um, so you're not, not like absolute like miles above the average. But it's, um, this, you know, is that seventy-nine percent? Is it seventy-eight? Is it eighty? Is that enough to take you <laughs> off penalties? That would be the question. I, I don't. I don't think it is, Stephen. And and do not listen. I get what you're saying, Stephen. He has missed a number of penalties, but he's he's taken a huge amount of penalties there. Um, if you're saying he's taken seventy odd penalties, he's trying to be too precise at the moment. I think that's what he's he's trying to do. He's he's obviously trying to get it right in the corner because recently he's hit the post on a number of occasions. Um, mm. Rather than how many times has a goalie actually made a save from from Tavernier? Not that many. Um, so. It's a hard one, it is. It's difficult. I've never really thought in depth about it. I had a quick look, so I'm not saying these are bang accurate. It's just yep. the, the kind of one website I looked up. So this was the 2021 20, 22 season, just as an example. In the French League, 86% of penalties were scored. Bundesliga, 83. The Premier League, 80. Um, so he's kind of sitting at just an average sort of, you know, he would be below average in 
France and Germany, but just a sort of average level. Um, so you definitely think that's enough to remove him of the duty, Stephen, and make the big uh, statement? I get stick all the time for this with the mates, but I am definitely for dropping the penalty taker. Definitely, he's not. He wouldn't hit another one for me. Just wouldn't. He. I know Captain Marvel's done wonders for Rangers, but he's just. It wouldn't be. He wouldn't be hitting another one for me. He's, he's just missed too many. I think he's missed more this season. He's, he's missed quite a few recently, but I. He wouldn't be hitting another one. Ah, interesting. I think that's what you could judge him on is is looking at recent um, in a period of right. time. See if he see if he starts to miss the next sort of again. If you're looking, he's missing two or three in the next ten, um, then it becomes a, a huge problem. And, and then that's where you need to look even judge just, what his form is at penalties at this current time or within the last two seasons would be interesting to see the stats on that. Let's be honest, everything we do is results driven. You know, it, it paints it, both the times he's missed. He's got a second one and, and he's exactly, scored it. Yeah. So you do wonder if it would, would you think it might feel different? And I know that's completely hypothetical because in some regards it's credit to him that he's kept the, the nerve to go and take the second one. But imagine, you know, if they're tighter games as an example and they're two that cost Rangers, I wonder if more people feel that Stephen. Listen, I, I understand because I mean, that is a lot of penalties. Like to miss 14, again, what, again, what are we talking? Probably just high 70s, 80%. Like you say, he's missed a couple recently. And that's obviously why the conversation's coming up. But I just don't think there's... If I was a, put this way, if I was a striker in that building and I was a Dessers, for mm-hmm. instance, who's getting a little bit of criticism and he wants to get his numbers boosted, I'd be saying, I want to be taking the penalties. If I'm Danilo, who's yeah. the starting number nine for Glasgow Rangers, yeah. I would be mm-hmm. saying, listen, you've missed too many, Skipper. See, you know, when, I need to take over here. See, once you start that, Stephen, and now we're really predicting the future, the guy that you give the one next... The next penalty, it's no James Tavernier, you've got your wish. The next guy gets his first crack at it and he misses. Does he not get to stay on them? And how? And if so, how long does he stay on them? Just tell Kenny to calm down there with Dessers. Just, he's, <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's not getting another one. But um, I, I see what you're saying, guys. There's, there's a big question there. But I, it's just, he, he's missed too much. And that, that's, that's sticking in my head. And it could be a decisive penalty one day. Do you know what I mean? It's... Mm. It's one of these ones and it's uh, it'll stick with me. I, I just think they, it should be somebody else that's happening. Who do you think should guy. be on them, Steve? Yeah. Who would you pick to be on them? You know, you may, there's too many ins and outs in the team. There's nobody really can settle the way they are. Um, Lawrence is back. Lawrence is a good record. Is he not? I think Lawrence is a good record when he was out at Derby. Ah, he's only 74%. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know that. I'll tell you what, what Tavernier has done. He's, he's put his head in the line because if he missed two in a game, that's yeah. him oh, done. I mean, yeah. he, 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 do you know what I mean? If, if he'd missed two in a game, Stephen wouldn't be, certainly wouldn't be alone with um, everyone else wanting him off the penalty. I, I remember when I was at Wolves, but Colin Cameron was there because he took penalties up here at Hearts and he went into and because they had guys like Dean Sturridge and Nathan Blake and myself and there was another guy like it was like you and he missed and he's off yeah. and then the next guy went on and see when they missed they were off yeah this is that just doesn't a, seem sustainable either no, does it? it's no but it's like when you've got you, you've got decent pit but again see the reason I asked Stephen is we've not seen anybody else hit one well, that, you know, funnily enough, the big no for Rangers anyway. The big blue bear has tweeted to say we had this in the lead up to the League Cup versus Celtic. We got one and Morelos missed it. No, mm-hmm. Tavernier takes free kicks for a reason. He takes penalties for a reason. Steve Sneddon pointing out that all the percentages that are flying around. Steve Sneddon says, and I don't know, but I wouldn't doubt the man. Tavernier's got a better conversion percentage than Lionel Messi, seventy nine to seventy seven apparently. Uh, so there we go. Um, like the producers have now been just looking up all sorts of random Rangers penalty takers. Yours is 75%, by the uh, way. I was rubbish at penalties. So you're actually well, not far off. Uh, James Tavernier's record. How many do you think you took? 
No, not a lot. Across your career? Oh, across my career, I don't know. Yeah. 12. Yeah, so what, just a few for Rangers, just uh, sporadically? A few, few for Wolves, few for... A uh, few for Rangers. No, boy, they took the penalty. So just when he... Yeah. And uh, when... He's, and by the when, way, to get the guy on from earlier, Chris Boyd's penalty percentage, 90. Is it? Is there it? you go. Yeah. And then when you came... when I, in two Al, Sorry, just while I'm on yeah. a roll, Albert's 94. There you apparently. go. There you um, go. How many are they hitting though? What, what, like, know, that's again, that, that that's the big question, man. I mean, you could be 95% don't, of hitting don't, six penalties. Don't do this because this reminds me of when Gordon DL tries to bum up his beat the pundit percentage. Was it about how many times have I played? I said, I don't care. That's, that's, the, the, percentage. that's the percentage. The percentage. <laughs> um, well, because usually I would ask this and I'll know the answer and I'm doing it to wind yeah. you up, but I genuinely don't. M missed ones that haunt you? Any big Aye. ones? Carlin Cup final at the post against Liverpool for Cardiff. I wish you hadn't brought that up that's too, that's too yeah, serious one I can't even and then I had a chance right in the 86th minute quick free kick for Don Kiwi the potential new <laughs> Ross County manager quick free kick turn and I've drilled a shot in 80, it must have been 86th minute and it's just Jeez. over the bar look it was in all the way and it just went over the bar it wasn't in all the way then it wasn't <laughs> just raised it just, what, it just flew the what last about minute. the so that was so it wasn't didn't go to penalties normal time no no it was penalties no no penalties missed it oh, first missed one it. Stevie G missed the first by the way and then Charlie Adam missed, and then I missed. We went ahead. That made you feel a little bit. It did a wee bit, but no, but it's still because 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 I think had I scored, we would have won it. She not well. Mm. Yeah, so, a good point. I, so that haunts. Yeah, still eating away. I can tell. Why? It's a chance actually more than the penalty to be honest with you. But anyway, because the best missed penalties by I just say that Lionel Messi's not got a great mm. record. Or the anyway, just have. Go on then. Let's get out of the way. Does Andy know any goalies that have saved three penalties <laughs> in one game? Back in the day. Come on, there. tell us what it was like. Nah, listen, it was it was amazing. Uh, it was actually, United, Dundee United post, uh, posted it recently because they played Dunfermline. Oh, um, right, they played Dunfermline last weekend. Um, so they posted uh, their last game at um, East End Park and obviously saved three penalties then. And, um, yeah. So remind me, how many takers? Three. Three, three different, different takers. takers. Yeah, it was, it's impressive. Um, it's impressive. We, uh, Nicky Clark hit the first one and then it was Paul McMillan. Save. And then Both Gavin Riley. So what was the first? First one was actually down the middle. I dived and then I managed to get a hand up and then block it out. Um, second one was to the right and third one was to the right as well. And at the, at, by the time the third are you just completely guessing? Is your Aye. head gone by he's that point? He's not even point? caring because he's already saved <laughs> exactly. to it. He's like, this is yeah. easy now. It was, listen, I, see when the third one came, I knew I was going to save I actually knew I was going to save it. It was just one of the moments, you know, it's, everything had went right and then you, listen, I looked at Paul McMill. I think it was Paul that hit the third one and I looked at wee Paul and he didn't look as if he was very <laughs> confident no at all. He just passed into the side and then obviously I went the right way and saved it. Um, but I, it was it was good mm. to actually watch back the footage because the United fans behind it almost like they celebrated as if they'd won the league because they'd never these guys seen it before. Never seen it before. So yeah. according to this report from the Courier, other keepers have saved three times in the same game. Sorry, you're you're quite common. Um, not, but not it is but it is understood that you stand alone for stopping th in world football for it being three and one half. I didn't realise it was in the same half. Yeah, it was within. Both. What were the defenders up for that day? <laughs> 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 Honestly, <laughs> I'm not saying to your defence any chance. Ah, it, was, it was incredible, but um, aye, listen, it is what it is. And then the next penalty, actually, I faced. You know, you get that pressure because you've saved them three and. Should sure I scored a couple past you, didn't I? Aye, <laughs> listen, there's loads scored past me. Next penalty I faced, it was actually um, we were playing Hibs on. It was round about Christmas time, and Martin Boyle they got a penalty up there, and I saved his the next one as well. What? Four good, penalties good in a record. row. It's good record, king. Good record that season. I think I saved about um, I want to say eight. Um, eight. <laughs> that season. Who's this guy? 
But you so. did score some into him genuinely. A couple Jeremy, of goals, plenty of goals into me. Yeah. Oh, penalties. Game, aye, aye, aye. Two penalties in one game, wasn't it? Come on, three two. Hold on yeah. a minute. We've now unravelled. Oh, right. I, I did get the hat trick that day as well. I can mind. I was going a few goals into <laughs> me. <laughs> right, more time for your calls in the not too distant future. So why not pick up the phone if you can right now? Um, enough about you, me blowing smoke up both of you for your careers. Who were the last? 10 apart from Kenny actually uh, Scotland internationals to score in a Scottish Cup final Kenny Miller obviously we said Callum McGregor Ryan Jack Clyde One Super Scoreboard Listen and watch Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB We're on the teaser tonight I think I've uncovered another one I'm going to add another one on right So now apart from Kenny Miller Can you name the last 11 Scotland internationals To score in a Scottish Cup final Ryan Jack Callum McGregor uh, that's all you got before the break actually anymore mm -hmm. Lee Griffiths yes 2020 that was the closed doors one wasn't it against Hearts Charlie Mulgrew uh, yes Charlie Mulgrew sadly against Motherwell Craig Conway uh, the bill yes that's outstanding that shoot actually against Ross County he got seven caps Craig Conway and in the same game Good Willie David Good Willie yep. okay, okay so what are we looking at one two Three, four to get. I think I heard you say some of them during the break. Five to get is that? There's 11. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is that right? No? I think yeah, you've, you've got, got four left on my list, yeah. Four left. Ryan Christie? Yep. And in the same game... Who is it? Oh, I thought I heard you say it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. Okay. Maybe never. No? No? All right. Okay. okay. You did, but never mind. Many we got. If you can't even... You've got four to get. Four to get. We do one final check at the the the, the poll. It's not going to change now, is it? It's just not. Um, where are we? To over two thousand votes. This is a this is a good sample, but it's fifty three point seven percent. Xander Clark. It's still, still tight. That very tight. It's really tight. And forty six point three. Liam Kelly. Yeah, it's a very very tight indeed. Um, in terms of lineup. What what realistically we we focused a bit on personnel there. What, what can Scotland do differently? Will they do anything differently? Is it is it another chance to maybe look at a back four? You know the back threes. It's kind of there. It's tailor made for Kieran Tierney. You know, do we need to maybe be better prepared for nights when he's not available? I've done it before. I d I just look at who would play wide. Up, so if so again, if, if we're going about four, I would assume it's going to be like a four-three-three. Yep. So I just unless he wants to play these kind of wingers inside inverted the way that he plays, kind of the two players in behind the the, the striker in this similar system, it could work. Uh, but I just don't think we've got any real yep. wingers in no, the squad, have we? No, I agree. I think I think the players we have at our disposal and, and the best players we have at our disposal suit the the system that we play at the moment. I don't think. Steve Clark will change too much system-wise. I think he has tinkered with it in the past. Um, 
I think we just need to to get better at what we're doing. And, and again, adjust if we do get one of our star players. Tierney's not available. We've got somebody that can fill in and, and do the job that he's doing. Maybe, obviously, he's, he's a key player for us to be available. And you want him to be available, but you also want players to be able to slot mm -hmm. into the system that we play. And by yeah. the way, it's also just because it's, I, I don't think it's as it's no tailor made for him. I think the way he plays it, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, oh, that's what I mean. it's, it's know, so unique but to what we do. I just think that somebody else will just go into that yeah. life. Well, they have done obviously yeah. Scott McKenna yeah. or whatever did yeah, it the previous yeah. games. Um, Andy Robertson happens to be out of this one as well, as does Aaron Hickey. We've got an unbelievable choice at fullbacks, but they're all missing. Um, if it was to stay, then in Nathan Patterson, surely it's shooing, yeah, Greg Taylor automatically or. Josh Doigan for the first time. I, I think Taylor has to get the nod. Yeah. You know, he, he's someone again, another one who's earned the yeah. right to get the opportunity. And and in Robertson and Tierney's absence, uh, he, he deserves that opportunity for the performance he's put in over the last few years. And Patterson on the other side, he made that role his own uh, before he had got injured. Uh, and but again, it really really suits him being the wing back. So, uh, I I think they're. It's no Andy Robertson, I get that, but I think Patterson, Hickey, I think it was a bit of a toss of a coin who would be at that. Hickey's just took his chance. You know, he's got the chance, he's got the jersey and he's and he's took it. So it's an opportunity for Patterson now to take it back. Yeah. And and listen, Greg Taylor as well, as, as Kenny says, he deserves opportunity, but he's a fantastic player. He's playing at a, a, a top level, playing Champions League football with, with Celtic, so it's a good replacement to come in. He's not, listen, he's not Andy Robertson, we know that, but he's, he's certainly a very good replacement to have coming in there, you know, he's he's an experienced player now as well. So, yeah, I think I think he deserves a chance. I would like to see Josh Doy get an opportunity as well because he's been doing brilliant over in Italy. He's a young player. He's one for the future. So it would be good to see him in parts of the game. Kind of like victims of our own success in in the regard that you you've got to just respect the level of continuity and consistency. I know people like shiny new things, but within that squad there's nothing mad drastic that you think oh this would be great to take a look at this for the first time maybe someone like Lewis Ferguson just because he seems to be getting a lot of rave reviews in Italy he did start the France game but again that was a friendly but I also think that it's really really suits him the, like the way we play this system so if we go with the back three back five and you've got two kind of sixes we'll call them or two sitting players in McGregor and McTominay or or Jack or Gilmore who can all play there you've got John McGinn who nails one of the slots off the striker and the other one has changed it's been Armstrong it's been Christie Ferguson comes into that into the reckoning with that but the levels that he's playing it and he's, he's a goal threat a real goal threat from that area and I just think that position really really suits him as well as it does McGinn to get involved with the striker and get beyond the striker and arrive in the box for crosses or through balls I just think it really really suits him so he fits really really well into what Steve Clark's trying to build yeah, or what he has built. Listen, what, what what Ferguson can bring as well, the same as John McGinn, they get about the pitch so much, they cover so much ground, he can offer so much, as Kenny says, he, he scores goals, he's a goal threat, wants to get beyond the striker, wants to arrive in the box at the right time to score his goals. So he, he does offer a lot. I, I just look at our squad and I think it's really, really strong at the moment. There's lots of options and as we say, we're looking at like Greg Taylor coming in there, it doesn't really get a lot of games for Scotland at the moment. But he, he's a he's a Champions League footballer at the moment. That's where he's playing his football. He's playing with, with Celtic, who are um, obviously league winners at the moment. Um, so it's a, a really really strong squad. Which again, going into big tournaments, that's what you're going to need because you might get injuries. So you need guys that can slit, uh, slot into that um, squad and, and team seamlessly. So it, it looks really good for me at Scotland, and it'll be interesting to see. 
how they go But for me it's vitally important that they, they want to get three points Steve Clark will be drilling that in them Back on winning form and, and try and build momentum Does a, a way qualifier in Georgia still send shivers down your spine? Uh, it's the maroon jersey, isn't oh, it? The maroon jersey was brutal. Yeah. But, uh, no, listen, you know what? It was a bad night. I think we probably got a few things wrong in how we approached that game, to be honest with you, after a, a really, really good result uh, at the weekend. I think it was against Ukraine. Uh, we just kind of went the same again, whereas looking back on it, I think uh, I think Alex probably would, would definitely have made a, a couple of changes and maybe went a little bit more, I'm going to say defensive, but just gave you some more bodies in, in kind of midfield or even at the back rather than going the way we went. So uh, it was a really disappointing one because it was a really decent campaign that as well. And that game, I think we already knew that game was going to be such a big game that we needed to get, we probably needed to mm -hmm. win that if we had any hope of qualifying before the game, uh, before the, the campaign. And for what unfolded over it, I mean, it obviously it became, uh, it became crucial. Um, we bit extra needle in this given the Georgians, they weren't happy at all in the oh, rain <laughs> in June, were they? But we weren't happy either until we scored. <laughs> uh, they just didn't want to come back out and play at all. Yeah, um, so nah. I wonder if there'll be a wee bit of extra spice in this one. Yeah, listen, there will be. They'll be. They'll be wanting to win the game as well. And it's um, as you said, you could see the the frustration on their um, faces when they they were going in and out of the um, this, the the pitch that day. It was um, it was a strange game that one, a very late one that ended mm. up. Um, but again, Scotland got the job done um, and. Steve Clark will be looking for more of the same. That game will be underway by the time we come on tomorrow. Looking forward to it, right? Can you name, apart from Kenny Miller, the last 11 Scotland internationals to score in a Scottish Cup final? Ryan Jack, Lee Griffiths, Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor, Charlie Mulgrew, Craig Conway, David Goodwillie. I'm toiling now. Right. There is an... Oh, the 2020 final, Celtic against Hearts. It's a Hearts player. I, you definitely said it during the break. I know that's no oh, use to the right. listening yeah, audience. Yes, Kingsley. Yes, Stephen Kingsley. Uh, right, you've um, missed a, a can I, from Celtic's period of winning all sorts of Scottish Cups. That 2017 final against Aberdeen. Tierney. No. Uh, Scott Brown. No. Will be in the squad tomorrow. Might well play for Scotland tomorrow. Oh my goodness, Celtic player. Lovely hair. That makes any difference oh, to you. Lovely hair. I don't even know who that is. No. Plays for Southampton. Oh, oh Stuart Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong. And I would say he's got lovely hair, by the way. Oh, come oh, right on, then. behave yourself. And the last one, the hardest by a mile, it's the famous 2012 final Hearts against Hibs. He's got one Scotland cap and he's not even a goal scorer. So uh, <laughs> it's extremely difficult. Go on then. You've got a wee smile. Quick, quick, quick. Darren Barr? Yes! yes. Darren Barr, well done. That's a great show. Back tomorrow, Scotland on. Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson are here and looking forward to speaking to you then. <laughs>